Embrace the day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. A groundbreaking new campaign targeting Australia's broken animal welfare system launched yesterday by the Australian Alliance for Animals. It is a major campaign and its hashtag is fair go for animals. It's an ambitious bid to fix Australia's broken system. Joining me on the line now is Dr Jed Goodfellow from the Alliance. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Tracy. How did the launch go yesterday? Were you, uh, were you happy with the response? Yeah, it went really well. We had a, a fantastic turnout to the online event and uh, the report, uh, the Building a Fairer Australia for Animals report that we released uh, yesterday has been well received. So uh, we've got a lot of um, yeah, follow-up inquiries and, uh, and liaising with, with uh, different uh, governments at the state and federal level. So it's really great to see. So tell me some of the outcomes of, uh, of that report. How broken is our system? Yeah, look, we've um, got a real problem in Australia uh, with our animal welfare standards. So um, many, many practices that have been you know, banned in a lot of other countries because they're considered to be cruel are still legally permitted in Australia. So we're really falling behind the international uh, pace there um, and we've got a, a real chronic lack of funding going to animal welfare services, both in the policy and standard setting space, but also in the, in the enforcement of animal welfare laws as well. And... Part of the reason for this is that we delegate animal welfare responsibilities to uh, ministers for agriculture and departments of agriculture, and uh, animal welfare is not one of their top priorities. And indeed, uh, they often face competing interests uh, when it comes to dealing with uh, tricky animal welfare policy issues. If the relevant animal industry mm. is opposed to the to the reforms, then of course ag ministers will generally side on the uh, on, on the um, side of the industry. So we're we're seeing quite a significant barrier from our political um, and, uh, and and regulatory systems that needs to needs to change. We've got to create a more independent system if we want to see animal welfare improved in the country. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've got horse racing. There's some very easy things that can be done to uh, to make that less cruel. You know, we know that whipping needs to be banned. Um, we need, know that. Uh, the uh, the bites that some of them them wear is is just not acceptable. We've got a greyhound racing industry that uh, obviously is very very powerful. I mean that is the that is the the tough thing, as you said, isn't it? It's these big industries, these money making organisations that are just bohemoths. And uh, at times we have uh, state governments who are a little bit scared to uh, to upset the apple cart. Yeah, you're exactly right, Tracy, and, and that's the unfortunate thing. The, these industries are writing their own laws. Um, so in the greyhound racing industry, the horse racing industry, and, and uh, in, in a lot of areas of uh, the livestock industry, uh, they they wield incredible power and influence over our nation's animal welfare standards. Um, and the public's views and the public's expectations around how animals should be treated in these industries is largely excluded from that process. And that's why we're calling on that, that uh, governance arrangement to be reformed so that the public's views can have a uh, be given greater weight in that process. So it's as much a, a problem with animal welfare as it is with um, democracy, really. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're talking about democratic principles here and making this, um, this really important area of public policy more inclusive and more democratic. 
National polling certainly shows that uh, the Australian public want more done. You know, some of the statistics that uh, that you released yesterday are just incredible. You know, 98% of Australians consider animal welfare to be important. 94% support laws that ensure animals are provided with a good quality of life. 97% support laws that ensure animals are protected from cruel treatment. And uh, the big one, 85% support animal welfare laws reflecting community expectations and best available mm. science. So how do we how do we turn all of this public opinion and uh, support for for things to change over into into something that the legislation reflects? I mean that is the mm. tough thing now, isn't it? The fact that we've got all of this research, you've got the 75, 76 page report. How do we mm. put the pressure now on our governments to make changes? Well, that's that's precisely the point of the Fair Go for Animals campaign is that, and you're exactly right, we've got the community support for stronger standards and stronger action. We've got the science that shows uh, that we need to be reforming some of these uh, practices. Uh, Now it's up to the political representatives to actually listen to uh, the community's views and to take on board the science uh, in order to improve those standards. So uh, we're providing a bit of a conduit, if you like, between Mm -hmm. those community views directly to state and federal politicians and and also the, the public servants in the in the relevant departments as well um, and uh, when we get more community support so we've got on our website fairgoforanimals.org.au a, a sign-up pledge that we, where people can pledge their support for this reform framework if they want to see animals given mm-hmm. a fair ago uh, and then we can take that to politicians to show uh, that the level of community support for these these reforms but uh, but that support's already there it's just a matter of conveying it directly mm. to to our uh, politicians who sometimes yeah do have trouble yes. <laughs> listening yeah uh, absolutely mm. now the other thing that uh, that has been proposed is the establishment of a national animal welfare commission to oversee all of these national you know the development of these national standards how far along in the track are you in uh, in how that would work Well, we've got some great support there. Um, The Productivity Commission actually recommended this back in 2016 because they could see that the current national system was broken, just as our our report outlines, and um, and they proposed that we establish this commission in order to ensure that uh, a more science-based approach is taken to setting our standards and and fundamentally a more independent approach that's not just captured by the relevant uh, industry group. So uh, uh, we we do have support uh, with some of the political parties at Mm -hmm. the federal level for this reform. Uh, The the government has uh, uh, proposed to establish an inspector general of animal welfare. So that's, uh, in our view, a good first step, Mm -hmm. but it's only um, got remit over live animal exports at the moment. So we would like to see that broadened so that they can look at the um, different animal industries as well. The RSPCA are an absolutely incredible organisation. They do so much work, but they are just so overstretched. Jed, they have got so much to do, and uh, and even even when reports come in, you know, it sometimes takes time because they've only got so many people on the ground. Mm. How do we how do we help the RSPCA, or is it something over and above the RSPCA that we need to work on that uh, that is actually dealing with these these issues on the ground and going mm. in and and looking after these animals? I mean, there there really is a dis connect at the moment isn't there absolutely tracy and if you look at um, new south wales in particular in terms of the funding for uh, enforcement services under the prevention of cruelty to animals act uh, the new south wales government contributes six percent of the enforcement uh, expenditure so rspca uh, allocates 6.8 million dollars to enforcing the prevention of cruelty to animals mm-hmm. act that comes from 
funds raised from the public. They're a private charitable organisation, of course. And the New South Wales government contributes 424000 to it, 6%. So, I mean, it's, wow. it's ridiculous. No other area of public law enforcement requires a charity to bear the burden to ensure that our state's laws are actually mm. upheld. Uh, so the New South Wales government there really does need to come to the table to invest considerably more resources. They should at least be matching the RSPCA's no, expenditure there so that uh, we can double enforcement efforts mm. around the state. How do we go with prosecutions? I mean, I know that's the next uh, the next level up, but uh, you know there seems to be very few prosecutions for animal cruelty, even when they do get into uh, into our courts. There, you know, it's a slap on the wrist. We need to work on our justice system as well. Yes, that, that is uh, an, another area where where the system is failing. So, uh, and and this is also as a result of the fact that um, the animal uh, protection law in New South Wales is really old. The Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act, it's a, it's um, still got a very old school approach to animal welfare, uh, which suggests in the name prevention of cruelty mm-hmm. rather than you know promoting animal welfare. It doesn't recognise the fact that animals are, are sentient, that, in that, that they, they can feel. So when it comes to judicial officers, the judges, the magistrates, they're provided with very little guidance on the, you know, the reasons for why animal welfare is important under the legislation. The legislation doesn't really provide that for them. So it is really important that we reform those laws so that there is a stronger focus on the, the purpose for why animal welfare is important so that the judges can actually take that on board in fixing appropriate penalties for people that engage in cruel conduct towards animals. Of course, when it comes to animal welfare, it's not all about prosecution. Mm. Um, Most of what the RSPCA does is education, which, of course, is extremely important. But where you do have those really horrible cases of intentional cruelty, of course, the book's got to be thrown at them. Mm. And uh, we we do need to see some some stronger uh, penalties and sentences. Jed, you've been uh, you've been involved in this area for for over twenty years. You know, you, you've been in animal welfare law, you've been in policy, you've been in, in advocacy. You know, you've got a PhD in animal welfare. As a society, we're always judged on how we treat uh, our elderly and how we treat our animals and and how we respect each other. And at the moment, we're not showing great signs, are we? It, it must be tough to uh, to live this day in day out. Yeah, you, you're right, Tracy. I've I've had a long um, history with uh, animal welfare, both as an inspector myself and a uh, prosecutor, and uh, it is a really, really tough job to see animal cruelty day in, day out. So I'm now working more, of course, in the in the policy mm. landscape, so not dealing with animals on the ground as, as much. But uh, it is it, it can be disappointing, but mm. that's the whole point of this campaign, is to try and elevate the level of importance of animal welfare within our systems of government, both at state and federal level. So that gives me inspiration to to keep going and the community support behind it is Mm. is really um, a big part of that so it's just a matter of of chipping away at those obstacles and barriers and Mm. i think we can do that and and, uh, we've got a good strategy for for uh, achieving a, a stronger animal welfare system for Australia moving forward. Absolutely. We just we can't continue to tinker around the edges. The system is is broken and uh, the way you judge a society on how it treats those who are uh, who are least able to look after themselves and that is our beautiful, beautiful animals. Jed, where can people go to to sign up to, uh, to the petition? Where can we go and how can we help put our voice towards uh, a changing, changing system? Uh, people can go to fairgoforanimals.org.au and uh, there's a, uh, a form there where you can pledge your support for the Fair Go for Animals reforms. 
uh, and then we can convey that uh, directly to our political representatives to, to, to get action here. Um, and you can find a whole range of other resources on the site as well if you want to read more about the, the precise nature of the re- reforms that we're seeking. It is uh, a, uh, a fabulous website. Uh, it's, what, sorry? It's a fabulous website, yeah. The information that you have on there and uh, and the campaign that's been launched, congratulations. Thanks very much, Tracy. And I, I was just going to mention, mm. uh, by all means, if people also just want to contact their, their local state mm. representative of, of Parliament, um, just go directly to them and say, look, you want more action on animal welfare as mm. well. That's a, that's a fantastic way to, to advocate for animals uh, and to get change. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Best of luck with uh, with the campaign. And uh, I really, really hope that when we uh, we can catch up in, in six to 12 months' time and things have really changed. That would be fantastic. Thanks very much, be. Tracy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. That is Dr. Jed Goodfellow. He is uh, he's from the Australian Alliance for Animals and uh, they launched their new major national campaign yesterday, Fair Go for Animals. And please, if you are interested in animal welfare in any way, make sure you head to their uh, to their website, sign up and, uh, and ask for a fair go for our animals. The fact that $420,000 is all that is given from the state government to the RSPCA each and every year, that in itself is criminal and has to be changed. You are Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.